What's up, guys? Welcome to Storytime with Richie. Tonight, I'm going to tell you about the time that somebody pulled a Murray. I'll get to that in a minute. A little background. First, my senior year, I'm 17. I'm a football player. I'm looking forward to graduation. Boom. The second week of my senior year, my dad dies of a brain tumor. It was unexpected. It took three and a half months from the time we didn't know what it was to the day that he died. And just like that, my year turned into, I almost say nightmare, but that's not true. I spent the entire year living in a dream. I still don't remember much about that year because it was so surreal. I was just kind of numb to everything. I luckily had some really good friends who uh, rallied around me and, and uh, kept tabs on me and made sure that I didn't go too far down my dark, depressed hole. And that was uh, definitely a godsend because my poor mama, she was dealing with the loss of her husband in her own way and I I was kind of cast the villain uh, in my family for a short period of time because my sister, she married and moved off, and it was just me and mom, and her sisters uh, viewed me as a rebellious child just making life hard on Nancy, which was absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Anybody who knew me in high school or, hell, anybody who knows me now knows that I'm pretty straight-laced. Partying's never been my thing. Getting in trouble's never been my thing, but poof, overnight, you know, the close family that I had, uh, they disappeared into the ether. Um, I was cast a villain, and my perfect life with uh, Dad running the show and everything being taken care of, boom, it was gone overnight. That was the setting for my senior year. So I don't remember much about that year. I remember a few things here and there about playing football, but I played for a 1-9 team. Honestly, I'd be okay with forgetting those memories. We were really, really bad, but I played. I actually remember considering quitting the team at one time. Uh, right after Dad died, I thought, I need to quit the football team. And the notion was I was going to work you know, work more hours at the gas station that I worked at. And I luckily came to my senses and realized, you know, this makes no sense at all. My dad left a, uh, he had life insurance. He had a fully funded retirement. Our house was paid for. Uh, it made no sense. And it's not, I mean, at 550 an hour, I was, what was I going to do? You know, let's say that we needed money. What was I going to accomplish by working more shifts at the Texaco station? Nothing. So I stuck it out, and I made it through the football season, even though we were absolutely terrible. Uh, let's see. I think we got beat. Oh, I can't remember. No, 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 no. We got beat 70-something to nothing my junior year. My senior year, for revenge on the team that beat us, my coach in his infinite wisdom, uh, he scheduled them for our homecoming. We got our eyes beat out that game. I took a helmet to the sternum and was sent to the emergency room at halftime with the 
lining of my esophagus ruptured, I believe. That was, oh yeah, good times. Man, we were bad. I don't, <laughs> those of us that did play, we had, we had fun. Uh, we got the joke, you know, my, most of us got the joke. Some players on the team didn't. They held on to the illusion that we were going to state. And it was like, really? We were 1-9 last year. We were 1-9 the year before. We're probably going to be 1-9 this year. But I digress. So after football season was over, I remember there wasn't much going on my senior year. I kept uh, I kept with old habits. So I was hunting deer and citronella. But it was far too painful of an experience to go sit in the woods and be with my thoughts for hours. So uh, I leaned really heavily on bass fishing. My uncle had a couple of great ponds. I took my friend Blake Kaiser fishing up there. He was with me when I caught a 10 and a half pound bass on his Ebco 33 Classic. That was really pretty cool. To this day, Blake will tell you my only rule of fishing with me. <laughs> if I say lip the fish, stop what you're doing and lip the fish. Uh, you know. So I pulled out a couple of decent memories my senior year. I think I actually managed to wear out my welcome at my uncle's pond, which is, uh, that was kind of a feat when you consider that was my dad's brother. Um, but but I, I abused the privilege. I was doing anything I could to numb the pain of losing my dad. And, and I can certainly understand at 41 where an uncle would eventually be like, that's enough of this bullshit. This is my place. Because I was treating his place really without any respect, you know. Uh, what else happened my senior year? I had a girlfriend that I um, dated and broke up with more times than I could count. The The joke was eventually on me. She eventually, you know, had the last laugh and dumped me. I mean, it was just a painful time. It, it was awful, you know. Some people have a good high school experience and a lot of people have a bad high school experience. Mine was really bad. So this kind of sets the stage for how good of a time I was having later in the year or shortly after graduating. Because from the age of 17 to about 19, it's just a blur for me. I don't remember much of it. It's like a, a dark cloud, a bad memory. To this day, somebody will say something to me about something that happened, and it might kind of jog a memory, uh, but there's no continuum. Like It's just, it's kind of blotted out. It's a dark spot in my history. So fast forward to this night. Myself and Will Stewart, and I believe Chad O'Rear, had been out for the evening. I can't remember if we had gone to a concert or just stomped around downtown Mobile. But we had been out and about and we had a good time. And that was definitely unusual for me. I was definitely a drag. <laughs> I was not a fun guy to be around, you know. I, I pity my friends during that time because nobody knew how to react to it. And I, and I know full well that I had to be just a drag to be around. But, you know, God bless Will Stewart and uh, the other people that rallied around me during that time. So we found ourselves just hanging out at the Waffle House at 1 o'clock in the morning, like you do after you've been out having a good time. And in walks a couple more friends. Uh, one of them, I will, I will, 
I just got to change his name, guys. I'm still friends with this guy. I still think the world of him. I'm going to call him Murray. Murray came in with with, uh, somebody else and have a seat, guys. They sat down with us and we're having an even better time, you know. And this is just really, uh, I can't put enough emphasis on how pleasant the night was for me. I just spent a couple minutes telling you how horrible my year had been. Somehow I found a good mood. Somehow I found a good time. And I've snapped out of my bullshit. And I'm and I'm feeling alright, you know. And I'm sober. It's not like I was drunk or doing drugs or anything. I just stumbled backwards into a good time. And so Murray sits down. And we all kind of hang out and talk for a while. And it's going well enough. I've never been particularly good at dealing with more than one friend at a time. I'm the friendliest introvert you'll ever meet being in a crowd tires me out. I mean, I can remember having a birthday in my 30s where the house was filled with my friends and family, and I was just exhausted by the end of it and had a migraine. I don't do well with with crowds. And then I tend to spend days and days after uh, a party or something like that in my head just dissecting how the interactions went and how I did kind of turned a corner with that behavior whenever I turned 40 and decided it was bullshit that that I was tormenting myself over interactions that people forgot as soon as they were over credit Will Stewart with that lesson as well so back to the Waffle House table we're sitting there, and out of the out of the blue, well, no, I can't say that yet. Murray was a good friend of mine. He was just an articulate dude, very smart, A student, played baseball with me growing up, played football with me at school. I know this guy well. We've had many deep conversations before then and since, for that matter, recently even, and out of nowhere, he takes a shot at me. I'm sitting there having a good time, just grinning like an idiot. He takes a shot at me. I can't remember what he said, but it was cutting. It was accurate. Uh, it was painful. It was insulting. It was embarrassing. I felt. I remember feeling all of those things like, oh, shit. And I didn't know what to do. Your 17-year-old mind can't process that. You lack, at that age, most people lack the maturity and the ability to laugh off an obnoxious comment. Likewise, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to respond with an over-the-top offended, you know, you've offended me. I I, I didn't want to threaten him. I didn't want to fight him. Uh, I didn't want to say something to him and look like a whiny baby. Uh, But truthfully, he hurt my feelings. I mean, it it hurt my feelings. It embarrassed me. And I didn't know how to respond. Like the whole evening's energy came to a screeching halt. And I found myself wondering what to do. Enter Big Will Stewart. Um, I love this guy for the way he handled this. Because Will knew Murray also. And Will knew, I I didn't know this about Will, we had never discussed it, but right on spot, 
real time while Murray's talking, Will fires at him. You're pulling a Murray. Knock that shit off. And in that moment, (laughs) I looked at Will and I knew what he meant. Murray looked at Will and he knew exactly what the hell he meant. And he was at a loss for words. He didn't have a smart aleck response. He just shuffled out of the Waffle House, really angry. And (laughs) no sooner had he got out of the doors. Oh, man, me and Will, we laughed so hard. It was just the funniest shit. Uh, Every other time that I see Will now at 41, I swear to God, this story comes up. It was just, it made an impression on the both of us. But I didn't know that for a long time, years prior, Will had rode the bus with Murray and... (laughs) Murray would do the same stuff. They would talk and get along, and then as soon as he had an audience, he would gig him. He would break the knife off. And so that was an instance where, after a really lousy year and finally stumbling bass backwards into a good time, that good time just came to a almost like slow motion, like watching a car rag, came to a halt. And then just like that, my best friend... Uh, basically rescued me, gave the perfect response, uh, sent the night right back to a good time, and we we stayed up for a few more hours. We might have even stayed up till the sun came up. But at, at 41 years old, uh, I think about that occurrence pretty often. I've ran into more Murrays over the years uh, since that has happened, but I am far less caught off guard whenever somebody says off-color remarks. So in a way, thanks, Murray, and damn sure, thank you, Big Will Stewart.